Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Kat, what's going on? Um, Sorry, uh, hey now. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I was just looking through. I just finally published the Oscar stuff. You know, when it comes to these award shows, some people care, some people don't. I think majority of people don't care. But um, I do actually like a lot of these actors and actresses nominated. Not to say I actually have seen all of the movies, but in case you are curious, we do have a website, scottandcat.ca, and we do post our content. A lot of the stuff we talk about on the podcast, for example, there's actual articles linked there. And one of them is the Oscars, and maybe we'll get to that later on if we have time. But uh, those came down today. Were you happy with them? Because I don't know anybody yeah, it, that saw a movie other than Spider-Man. And Spider-Man wasn't nominated. Mm-hmm. Not in any of the uh, good categories. I mean, you saw Don't Look Up. Don't Look Up did get nominated for Best Picture, right? Best Picture? Uh, really? Yeah, in the Best Picture category, yeah. Oh, what a horrible year for movies. That movie is such a waste of Meryl Streep. What a... Uh. <laughs> I liked it, personally. That's me. Um, there's Dune got the most... Uh, one of the most nominated. But the other one was... Um, the one with Kirsten Dunst and Kristen Dunst and what's his name? Jesse Plummins. They're a couple in real life. And that movie actually looks really good. I actually want to see it, but it got the most nominations. But you got this year, you got Will Smith nominated, Desa Washington, Nicole Kidman, Kristen Stewart for playing Princess Diana, who apparently just, just crushed it in Spencer. I haven't seen Spencer yet. And, and the truth is, the majority of movies I haven't. The sad part for me is this year and how the tables have turned. The ones in the animated category I've seen most of. Oh, really? Because of my kids. Yeah. yeah. I Encanto, um, Mitchell's and the Machines, great movie. Uh, I actually was more excited about the animated category than any other category, I'll be quite honest with you. But, uh, oh, Luca, great movie. So anyway, if you want to see them, they're up. Okay. Oh, but- and I'm curious who's going to host. We don't know yet. That's what's going to be the ticket, whether we watch or not, right? Um, like, if I told you one of your favorite people in entertainment, was hosting the show, you're going to tune in and watch the show, even if it's just for the intro. Yeah. That's what you need as a solid host. And they've announced they're going to have a host. Don't do any of this co-host nonsense bullshit. Don't bother because the James Franco and Hathaway thing went to shit real quick. Have a host. Make it a good one. Make it slightly controversial, but not too controversial where you're going to piss people off. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Ricky Gervais, for example, already offered to do it. I think he's a great choice. He says, though, let him say what he wants to say. That's key. Let someone say what they want to say. He's going to make fun of the people in the crowd. That's what the viewers want to see. We don't want to see everybody sucking each other off and patting each other on the back. Well, it's got to be fun. I mean, there's a lot of people who get suckered into watching the Oscars just because the hype of it all. And it's not even until the end of March this year because of COVID. Typically, it would be happening any time now. And if you don't get those good comedians hosting, who are professional hosts, by the way, then what's the point? If you're just going to have, I don't know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson stand up there, I mean, sure, he's a nice guy and people like him, but he's not a host. Let him do movies and let hosts host. This is why you need a a Jimmy Kimmel or a, a... Conan O'Brien or uh, Colin Jost and Michael Che or someone yeah, like that. Yeah, that'd be cool too. Absolutely. Kevin Hart, like for me, they really screwed that one up when they had him hosting and then they made it weird because he had to apologize for past tweets and then he just said, no, screw this and they wanted him to come back. Remember that happened several years ago. They still have not had him on to host yet after that happened and this is the year. You gotta, you do what you have to do. You beg, you plead, you say you could say whatever you want to say you give these people free reign because Academy, 
you're not you're not getting the viewers. Okay, the host is going to end up getting the viewers. I don't even think the nominees are going to get the viewers. And again, we're talking about huge names like Will Smith and Denzel Washington and Nicole Kidman, like all these great names, actors, actresses, directors, the whole thing. Great. But it doesn't mean people are going to sit there and watch. We need to be entertained. Are you not entertained? But we'll let you know when they uh, when they announce it. And if it's shit, then yeah, expect not good view- not good viewership numbers. They've been going down steadily for a while now. A uh, couple things here, Kat. Number one, let me get your take on this. It was intentionally leaked by a senior government source, mm-hmm. and we all know who that is, that the provincial government is considering getting rid of the fee to renew your license plate sticker. For those not in Ontario, maybe you have a similar system where you live, or maybe you don't. Here in Ontario, you get a nice birthday present every year from Premier Doug Ford in that you have to go and line up for an hour outside a Service Ontario location and hand over $120, plus any fines and tolls that you've accumulated over the past year. Fuck you, Doug! And that's how you get a sticker that prevents you from getting a ticket the next time a cop is following behind you. It's a great gift, and and we've been getting them for years. I mean, Kathleen Wynne and Dalton McGinty and Bob Ray, Mike Harris, they've all gifted us with that bill every year on our birthdays. Doug says, no more. No more. You'll still have to renew your sticker, but you won't have to pay the $120 a year to drive or $10 a month. I'm going to call bullshit on this. I'm calling whole, it's not just bullshit. It is like a massive pile of bullshit. And not that I'm excited to pay my $120. I think the whole thing is stupid. What I'd like to know, though, is a few details. Because they float it out there. They get all kinds of positive headlines. They get conversations like this. And we know Doug is focused on nothing but getting reelected right now. He doesn't give a fuck about trucker protests. He doesn't care that, that Ottawa is quote-unquote, under siege. He doesn't care. He's just focused on getting reelected. So, I mean, is this going to be the the 2022 version of Buck a Beer? No license plate renewal fee? And if that's the case, where are you going to make up that money? Because the government certainly doesn't have an excess of money right now. And in fact, most people agree the governments will have to raise taxes at some point. Yeah, you're going to go ahead and say that you're going to can the $120 a year, but you're making it up somewhere else. There's no way you're just going to be like, yeah, let's all agree cohesively to not take that money from you. That's not what's going to happen. They're going to find another way to do it. Secondly, can we just talk about that sticker to begin with, though? Why is it 2022 and we have a physical sticker to put on our like license plate? There are other ways to do it. You don't need a fit. You shouldn't need a physical sticker. (laughs) (laughs) Did you renew your sticker? Yeah, I got the (laughs) NFT. But it, it's a crypto account now. That's all it is. No, I, but you know what I mean? Who needs a physical sticker? It's so dumb. And I thought about that when I was putting the sticker on the last time. I'm like, why do we still have like, these physical stickers? Like, where where are we? What is happening right now? You know, if you if you drive a car, you have a license. It, maybe I assume there's very small amount of cases where you're sharing a car and that's why, right? There's some people who share a car. So, okay. So you really cut that in half depending on whose name is on the vehicle. But it's just dumb. And the fact that, yeah, yeah, it's all political. It's all very political. Say it now and make us go, yeah, Doug Ford's trying to save us some money. They're not going to save us money. There's no. going to be another way that they'll make that money up. And while we're looking at that system, I mean, blow it up and start fresh. There's so many other things that we can do with our license that that's done around the world that we could have done here where we don't need to carry around paperwork everywhere we go and a fucking sticker. It's just silly to me. 
uh, if they could make it electronic, that'd be great. And they have the technology. We've all sure. seen those. If you ever drive by a, a police car or an unmarked police car and it's got a whole bunch of sensors on the top, that scans every license plate it sees. It can alert the cop to the fact that, ooh, you just passed somebody there on your left that has a expired insurance. They know we don't need an actual sticker anymore. You're absolutely right. But keep in mind, the premier owns a company that makes stickers. That's what he fucking does. So I'm not surprised if they're going to keep him around, whether or not we have to pay for it. I mean, this is a good opportunity to have a debate about this. Maybe, just maybe. We should continue on with this carrot and stick thing where the government gives us incentives to do what they want us to do. But let's do a practical one. How about if you have an electric vehicle or even a hybrid, you don't need a sticker at all, ever. You just get your license plate, you pay one time, no more renewals because you're driving electric. And very minimal wear and tear on the roads and on the environment. If you have a regular gas car, maybe we don't tax the car, maybe we tax the driver. Maybe that's what we should do. Maybe you should have to go and renew your license every couple of years and pay a fee for that. I mean, a a bigger fee. And if you were an asshole on the roads, maybe you caught a stunt driving charge or a careless charge or something like that. Maybe you pay a little extra. Let's incentivize being a good driver and a responsible citizen. That would be helpful. And I know a lot of other people who believe that this is a ploy to distract, right? Distraction away from other issues that are happening in this province right now and in this country. But in this province, if you just want to talk Ontario, that need to be dealt with, that are not being dealt with, that are not being addressed head on. But then you have this distraction of, well, look what we're going to do, though. We're going to do this. Well, there's other there's like shits on fire over here and you're trying to distract us with the sticker. So a lot of people are kind of their eyes are open to it. It's not like a lot of us are fooled, but some will be fooled. One of the great things that's come out of the pandemic is people are much more media savvy. They understand that 24-hour news cycle. They understand that governments need distractions from time to time because they don't want you thinking about the unpopular stuff. So if they can drop something like this, kind of like the whole bucket beer fiasco four years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm still looking for one, by the way. We don't have bucket beer in Ontario. Maybe it's allowed, but there is none. Yeah, it's allowed, and that's it. Just because so, it's allowed doesn't mean it's going to be there. You know, like, honest to God. Uh, another. I'm still waiting for the gas prices to drop. That hasn't happened yet. We're not having that discussion. But, I mean, if we're going to make this about license plate stickers, fine, I guess. But what is it they don't want us to focus on? Is it the trucker protests? Or is it the fact that our hospitals... Do not have the problem that they had a couple of weeks ago anymore. But Doug has dragged us through this this fucking three weeks between stages reopening. And there's a lot of people asking, why the hell is anything restricted right now? And to show you the contrast, it was announced last night the state of California is going to join the state of New York. The two most populous, biggest, and liberal States in America are dropping the indoor mask mandate. California says that as of February the 15th, you will no longer be required to wear a mask in indoor settings, provided you've received two shots of vaccine. If you're vaxxed, no mask indoors. Now, I don't know what science that that is checking a box on. I really don't understand that. But either way, that's what they've decided to go with. So California, New York, no more indoor mask mandate. And I'm thinking down the line here because Joe, Joe definitely, Biden, I mean, he doesn't want 
a trucker convoy coming to Washington, D.C., like we've got happening in Ottawa. He doesn't want that. So there's a lot of people speculating that really once they drop the mask mandate, they're probably going to drop most mandates. So for the people, including the federal politicians that keep saying, oh, these truckers, they're so dumb. Who cares? Even if we do remove the mandate, you still can't go to the states. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious to see that it probably won't be in place for very long. Most of the mandates are going because most politicians are capable of reading the room. But speaking of reading the room, you got to be in it to read it. And Justin's back cat, Justin Trudeau, is out of isolation just in time to piss everybody off again. He was in the House of Commons last night for an emergency debate on the trucker protest because despite the entire federal government and all of apparently our brightest minds in Ottawa, not a one of them can figure out how to remove a couple hundred trucks from downtown Ottawa streets. They just can't figure out how to do it. Whether it's a legal argument, a logistical argument or what, they just can't get it done. So the prime minister decided last night he was going to come out and address his parliamentarians and us. He wanted it a speech from the heart to try and win us over and unite us as Canadians, because that's what people have been calling on him to do. Yeah, good luck. Listen to this, Kat. I'm going to be honest with you. I watched it live. It, honest to God, sounds like he is out of ideas. It sounds like he doesn't know what else to do. This is a bit of the Prime Minister from yesterday. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Tonight we're here because Parliament is working. We're here to do our job as government, as parliamentarians, because our democracy is working. Just a short time ago, we had an election in this country where we asked Canadians how they wanted to keep fighting this pandemic. And their answer was clear. Canadians chose vaccines. They chose science. One of the most divisive, polarizing takes you could possibly have on the election that we just went through, which, by the way, cost us millions, and we ended up with the exact same results as we had before the election. They didn't say yes vaccines. They didn't say yes science, as opposed to no vaccines and no science. That was not the election issue. That's just in rewriting history. They chose to protect one another. Because Canadians know... That's how we get back to the things we love. The people of Ottawa don't deserve... Thank you very much. ...the democracy. But people do not have the right to block streets illegally, to harass their fellow citizens, people who want to go to work, who want to go to school. They don't have the right to insult those who choose to wear a mask, to get vaccinated, to be there for their fellow citizens. Individuals are trying to blockade our economy, our democracy, and our fellow citizens' daily lives. It has to stop. The people of Ottawa don't deserve to be harassed in their own neighborhoods. They don't deserve to be confronted with the inherent violence of a swastika flying on a street corner or a Confederate flag or the insults 
and jeers just because they're wearing a mask. That's not who Canada, who Canadians are. That's not what Canadians demonstrated over the past two years of consistently, continually being there for each other. The people of Ottawa, indeed people across the country, deserve to have their safety respected and deserve to get their lives back. From the beginning of this demonstration, our government has been in close contact with the mayor of Ottawa and municipal and provincial officials. So far, the RCMP has mobilized nearly 300 officers to support the Ottawa Police Services and is ready to do more. Yesterday, the city of Ottawa declared a state of emergency. We're convening a table with the relevant federal and municipal partners to further strengthen our response, the federal government will be there with whatever resources the province and the city need in this situation. I'm going to stop it there because he doesn't understand his role in this. He is the leader of the country and he really wants this to be Jim Watson and Doug Ford's problem, but the truckers see it the other way. I thought it was interesting that he met with uh, the mayor and he met with uh, municipal leaders and, and et cetera, but not the with the actual trucker. The mayor's gung ho on it. Definitely wants them out. I don't. At least he's got it. At least he doesn't like sway. You know exactly where he's coming from. Justin is rattled by this one. And, and I guess last night they tried to shut down the ambassador bridge in Windsor. I, uh, I still think for the truckers, guys, you, uh, I think the longer this goes on, the harder it's going to get for you. But I do understand that you're continuing to get worldwide headlines. They talk about the truck protest almost hourly on Fox News in America. A reporter that I know that I follow on social was uh, over in Amsterdam and said he threw on the or that he was in the airport and on the TV was coverage from Ottawa of the trucker protest. This is worldwide news. And I think Justin knows it. And people are wondering, what is wrong with you guys? How come you can't figure this out? And I don't think he knows what to do. I, I really don't. When it comes to the truckers, like them or hate them. And there's a new poll out that says those are really the two options. It's either like or hate. They're getting their message across. It's getting discussed. It's just not getting discussed in the prime minister's office. He seemed rattled yesterday. And I don't know how this is going to end, but wow, I feel like I could use some popcorn every time question period is on or something like that yeah. because that's uh, – it, it, it it's bizarre. The Olympics are on. Russia's getting ready to invade Ukraine, allegedly. And, and this is happening in Ottawa. And all of those other things should be getting huge attention. But it's the trucker protest. It's not really a fringe minority if this is the, the spotlight of the media attention in this country. It's nuts. What's the move then? What's the, what's the move that they come up with? Well, I think that the best way, and I've said this from the start, I think the best way to resolve this is meet them. I, I, I know you really that, think that's going to work. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, what they're asking for and Justin said it himself is follow the science. There's no reason to have these. Hell, just yesterday, WestJet canceled hundreds and hundreds and hundreds more flights because as they pointed out, and I'll read it here verbatim from the WestJet CEO, Canada is the only G7 country still requiring a pre-departure and on arrival PCR test for fully vaccinated international travelers. Mm -hmm. 
You know, there's a lot of restrictions that need to end here that don't follow the science. But Justin will keep using that line. Follow the science. We follow the science. We trust our scientists. But he's not following the science. The science has evolved. We've learned a lot, particularly in the Omicron wave and over the last month and a half to two months. And Justin hasn't caught up. I think Justin's still in this whole uh, sticker on your chest. I just got my shot mood where everybody was all on the same page and we're all going to march down to the clinics and get our shots. And, oh, a second shot. Oh, okay. He, it's like he won't accept any responsibility for what's happening right now. It, he doesn't want to. Guys, governments around the world are dropping their mandates. All the truckers want you guys to do is drop your mandate. And whether you do or don't, you could go a lot further just by meeting with them. Just have a meeting. Hear them out. They want to be heard. And they'll move on. Do we, yeah, I think that there's the, that's, where it, that's what it is, though. Do they trust that they'll actually move on? Or could that meeting go horribly wrong for them? Well, I mean... You and ne- do, you make, do you give them a win, basically? Do you give them a W by even, by even sitting down and talking with them? I don't think so, personally. But I'm just asking the questions, right? Is it, that, that they're probably asking in their minds. Well, it's kind of like when uh, Trudeau will meet with uh, Boris Johnson over in the UK to discuss free trade. Long before those guys ever meet, the deal is done. It's negotiated between, uh, through back channels, through the prime minister's people and the other prime minister's people. When they show up, it's really just to sign. If they could work something out here, maybe the truckers have to bend a little bit on, you know what, we will get rid of the mandates, but it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not. So there's really no point in you staying here, but here's our firm commitment that by, say, I don't know, March 15th, the mandates will be gone. Something. Give them something. Acknowledge them. I I just don't understand why we won't do that here. I mean, these are Canadian citizens that have their vote is worth just as much as my vote, your vote, and everybody else's vote. If they're taxpayers, which they are, I don't understand why he wouldn't meet with them. He's met with many other protesters over the years. And these ones, I mean, he can go back to the whole, uh, they were waving swastikas and... and, Uh, What was the other thing? Oh, Confederate Confederate flags. Yeah, I mean, uh, the first day of the first weekend of the protest, sure, the people that are still there aren't doing that. I mean, that's an old thing, almost old news. The people that were, police are looking for them, and if they can find them, they will lay hate charges there. And that's fine. That's up to the police. Right now, though, to just keep throwing up all these things, to not meet with them just seems so counterproductive when you could end it all. Just have a meeting with them. Hear them out. Maybe it would be good for Justin to hear from regular, hardworking, middle-class Canadians who just have concerns about this. Because for every trucker that's there in Ottawa, there's a lot more regular people that live in Sarnia and London and Peterborough and Barrie and Simcoe. And the list goes on that are feeling similar, that have questions about what comes next. Uh, Just yesterday, all the festival operators in Quebec went to the provincial government and said, we need to know. I know you guys are thinking, ah, summer's a long time away. But if we're going to plan Oshiega this year, or if we're going to plan, yeah, uh, uh, whatever festivals it is they do in Quebec, just for laughs. And uh, for Toronto, there's the Honda Indy and things like that. We need to know now so that we can book those things. Yeah, you got to start to set those dates because so much is in motion. And it's easy to sit there as someone from the government and be like, yeah, we'll give you a week's notice. You can't do that with a lot of these things. Do you want the economy to continue moving along? Do you want people to get back to normal or not? Because you say one thing and you do another, it seems. So give us an end date here. And yeah, maybe one of those will be mandates. Maybe that's a conversation that needs to be had where... You know, fine, make it March this and then April that and then May that. But you know what will happen is there'll be a lot of caveats to it as long as 
cases are under this amount. Like, fuck. There's going to be something that'll be able to lead them back the, the, to backtrack. Yeah, I just think that, I mean, we don't want to get to a situation in, I don't know, uh, July. Well, hey, as it turns out, we could have had uh, Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy at the Canadian Open. But in order to do that, we needed to book them in the spring. And if we don't know what's going on, we're not going to lay out millions of dollars to bring these superstars to the Canadian Open. And it could be the Honda Indy. It could be Taste of the Danforth, the Beaches Concerts, Jazz Festival. Things, everything. Concerts. People are unsure about having anything here right now. Nobody wants to come yeah. here. I, I've said it before, and I'm... I don't know why anyone would want to start a business venture in Ontario right now, given the climate that's been created over the last couple of years. It's I wouldn't want to invest money knowing that the government can just pull the rug out from underneath you at any given notice or any given moment. Uh, maybe the, the government should ensure these things. So you know what? You want to hold the uh, the Veld Music Festival this year? Go ahead. Book it. We'll back it. If we have to pull out because of public health, we'll pay for it. <laughs> They don't want to do that. No. Well, then go ahead and give these business owners the freedom to run their business. And a lot of these festivals are big business. Hey, listen, we all love the CNE. It's been canceled twice in a row. Oh, please, for the love of God, don't be canceled this year. But can you imagine if we get to August and people are like, all right, let's go to the X. And the X has to say, yeah, I'm sorry, there's no X this year. If there was going to be one, we needed to book that shit back yeah. in February and March. And we couldn't get anything yeah. certain from the government, so we didn't. I mean, there's so many of them. There's expos. I mean, how many expos do we have popping up? And and I'm talking about big cities like Toronto, and I'm talking about, you know, smaller places that have shows and everything that they, that they need to put on. Theater companies and all of those things need to know. It would be nice to get an advanced, you know, okay on that or at least a rough time when we're going to find out but it's like they're afraid to even set a date to tell us an announcement of an announcement they have no problem doing but they can't even announce when they're going to announce the next restriction changes <laughs> you know you know it's, you guys it's messed love up it. yeah it's messed up uh let's see when does men's hockey start at the olympics because that i feel like is something that people might get into but i don't even know when it starts i know the women have won four in a row they're three wins away mm -hmm. from the gold medal mm -hmm. they usually do uh, from what i know unless they've changed things it, it's usually you have a gold medal game right before the olympics end it's usually like a, a day if not yeah a day or two maybe be before the closing ceremony so i'd imagine that's going to start up soon maybe even this weekend i think or the end of this week that would be great. I don't know, to be honest with you. I haven't checked the schedule. I really, when it comes to the Olympics this year, I'm just kind of, eh, I'm not really checking for it. No. I, I don't care that, that much. I'm I'm very excited. Don't get me wrong. When I hear a Canadian athlete win something, it's awesome. I'm like, great. I didn't know we were so good at that. <laughs> but otherwise, I, I don't care. You uh, have in the past expressed uh, just a general apathy. Towards Valentine's Day, but you're married and you've been with your your husband for many, many, many years. And it's not that you guys don't uh, love each other or want to acknowledge the day, but you guys have your own special day. So you don't put a lot of stock in Valentine's Day. I do for my kids. Ah, yeah, it, it's kids. changed oh, it changes now. That's with all kids, it is. is that it? it just it just changed. I shouldn't even say it changed. We we yeah, like we've we have days. Uh, my husband and I have days. It was the first day, you know, he asked me out, and then there's the first day, you know, we started officially as a couple, and then there's this day and that day, and we have our days. And through the year, we actually celebrate days together. We make sure to go out of our way to do those, uh, you know, special whatever it might be a dinner or we go away even on those special occasions, and that's special to us. 
I, Valentine's Day was never really one of those days where we, we cared all that much. So mm-hmm. it still remains that way. But that said, it's a day of love. That's how I see it. And I love my kids very much. So we usually do something special for them. And sure, my husband and I might, you know, open a bottle of wine that night or whatever. Sometimes we get each other a card and that's fine. And that's fine. But it's just, it's not one of those things on my calendar where I'm like, oh shit, it's almost Valentine's Day. We don't, we don't really go far out of our way. The annual list is out of what people want for Valentine's Day, and, and we'll get to that. You can see the whole thing right now at scottandcat.ca if you don't want to wait like a minute. What do I do in my situation? I've been dating my girlfriend for a few years now. Now we're under the same roof. Can I stop giving a shit at this point, no. or do I need to keep the, my foot on the gas well, for a little longer? First and foremost, you, you, asked, you asked her to be her, your, her, your Valentine, right? Asked her to be my yeah, Valentine? Are you just assuming she hasn't said yes to somebody else at this point? Or? First off, nobody else is going <laughs> to ask her. I know that. How do you know that? Because, well, I uh, I assume she would tell me if somebody asked her to be well, her someone Valentine. someone might be sniffing around there, so you better make sure that you mark that your Valentine, my friend. The only competition I have when it comes to that woman is the damn dog. The dog is trying everything he can to come between us. He now sleeps between us in the bed, and when I get up to have a shower at 3 o'clock in the morning before work, the dog moves up to my pillow. <laughs> I think he thinks he's me. Yeah. He's trying to take over. Pretty much, yeah. So I don't think I have a a whole lot of concern there other than from We Charlie, but I I will say that I I never asked her to be my Valentine. You should. That would be cute. Okay, fine. I'll do that. I'm just saying, hey, anyone listening, you know, some people listen as a a couple with their significant other. Some people by themselves. If that's the case, surprise your significant other by asking them to be your Valentine, and you might be surprised at how excited and, 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 like in awe of you they will be just by asking them that question because one assumes right you're married or you're together whatever no just just go out of your way and be like hey would you be my valentine that's sweet might get you laid i'm just saying this year the list of what men and women want is very different from previous years usually there's electronics on there i mean maybe a guy wants a ps5 or the girl wants a i don't know a new ipad whatever electronics didn't even make the top five this year there's a lot of things that are typically on there that are not including clothing, lingerie, not on the list. The top five things that women and men want start with a card. That was number one. Okay, can we just, hang on, can we just specify in this one that you have to write something in the card? You, know, you can't just hallmark it and yeah. say, here you go. Like put a, put a nice a couple sentiments in there. Take some time and be like, you know what? I never get to say thank you for being so amazing. Be specific, be specific. Thank you for doing this, that, and the next thing. How I, specific? I love you. Well, or I do mean, I have to don't name the parts say, that I like the most or... It doesn't have to be physical, but yeah, if that's one thing you want to add, sure. I didn't mean physical. Do I? Do, do I you have to compliment parts. her? Yeah, I mean the part of her personality or the uh, part of okay. her, the, yeah. the way she smiles. The more specific you are, the more she knows you're paying attention to her. Oh, okay. And vice versa. Guys need to hear that too. Sure, they do. Men and women both need to hear. Hold on a second. Fucking preach. <laughs> you go right ahead because I've been waiting for somebody to say it. Men need to hear it too. I don't know who needs to hear that, but it's true. And and details matter, even if it's something small. Like, hey, thank you so much for, you know, every whatever. I don't don't think that I, it doesn't go unnoticed that you do this for me. And you always take the time to ask me how my day was. And uh, the little things, right? And sometimes maybe for you, Valentine's Day is that day to really re- like think about that and reflect on that and tell the person that because that matters. We both agreed, women and men, that cards are the top thing. For ladies, they would also like flowers, chocolates, or candy. A nice dinner out, 
and jewelry was number five. The five things that guys want start with a card, then dinner out. I think we can agree that a nice dinner out would be good then. It's in the top five for both. Sure. Chocolates or candy. Fifth place is nothing. They want nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, put me up there. I'll take the nothing like every the, time. I don't mind a nothing. Nothing is good. I like a card over But the tr- that survey actually rings pretty true, though, because I'd rather a card and then no gift. No gift. Just give me a card. Give me some sentiments. Tell me things that you like about me. And then that's it. I'm good. I'd be happy with that, too. That would be great. It, you know what turns me on? Not spending money. <laughs> Not spending money. If you can yeah. get me something for $0, and, and even when it comes to the card, skip the expensive shit. Dollarama, baby. Dollarama, every fucking time. There's some decent selection there. Sure there is. And you know what? I don't care what the people who wrote the card put in that card. I want what you're going to write in the card. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. You could make me a card and make it even cheaper. Uh, the other thing that guys wanted, it was number three out of five, was sexual favors. Is this oh, something yeah. that... that Talking about not costing money. Yeah, really. (laughs) (laughs) Just some time, that's all. I wish you guys could see the motion that Kat just made. (laughs) Fuck. Was that too much? I, uh... (laughs) When you have a discussion, and some couples will, hey, what would you like for Valentine's Day? That's fine, however you do it. Maybe it takes some of the ambiguity out of it. If you're... Asking for that for Valentine's Day? Is that even an ask or is that just something that you hope to be surprised with? Like, do I actually have to say, yeah, you know what, for Valentine's Day this year, I'd like a BJ. Or for Valentine's <laughs> Day, I'd like, I don't know, this or a threesome. Yeah, whatever. I, I could see that that would be different. Well, a threesome is a whole different ask than a BJ. But yes, I, I think that that's something that you Not don't- really, because you can get somebody else to do the BJ. <laughs> <laughs> You take care of that. I'll take care of this. That's a good way for someone to get out of one. Is that what you mean? Sure. Oh, gosh. No, I mean, if the person knows you, they know what you like. So, sure, then it'd be nice. It'd be nice if it's reciprocated, too. All of it. I agree with you. I agree with you. (laughs) If that's what you want. Uh, I do have a, a great story, by the way, to tell you about monkeys and about a relationship. Before we get to that, I know you're a huge fan of Vegas, Treasure Island, you ever stayed there? I did stay there. The last time I went to Vegas, I stayed there, yeah. It's cheap, right? You know what? The deals are great. They have a good pool. The party at the pool is insane. Make sure if you book, don't book too close to the pool on those lower levels. Go up, 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 because it gets loud. Unless you like that kind of thing, then it's fine. Okay, so a guy from Arizona was in Las Vegas. He was playing the slot machines. Apparently, the slot machine malfunctioned. He actually won, but he didn't know he won. He just walked away from the slot like, all right, well, I wasted a buck. Here we go. Let's go on to the next casino and carried on with his trip. He went home. He went back to to Arizona after his trip was done. Then the people at Treasure Island Hotel and Casino realized that there was a software error. They realized that they had a big payout to make because somebody had actually won. Well, now we've got a problem. Vegas wants to maintain their gambling integrity. The, the big knock on gambling in Vegas is, oh, the house always wins. So they don't want negative headlines to get out like somebody actually won a jackpot but never got their money because the casino was being sneaky. So they went so far above and beyond to find this guy. Listen to this. 
By the time casino staff became aware that this man had won a jackpot, he was already back in Arizona. So the Nevada Gaming Control Board went into overdrive in a desperate attempt to find him. They say they went through hours of surveillance footage across multiple gaming properties and even interviewed witnesses. They also studied his electronic purchase record and even used analysis of his rideshare data that was obtained through the Nevada Transportation Authority. They were able to track him down. They said to him, okay, dude, uh, we had a software malfunction. When you were playing the slots and just thought you came up with nothing, you actually won $299,368.52 on that slot machine. Holy shit. That's incredible. That they would go to that much trouble? Yes. It's also amazing that they can find anybody based on surveillance video and and asking a few questions. Imagine you got that phone call, though. I'd be like, okay, okay, scammer, fuck you. <laughs> what, which prince do I have to mail some money yeah, to? Exactly. That is pretty incredible. But like you said, it's about integrity, right? And if it is, then that's exactly what you got to do. Show that you'll go to great lengths to make sure that what's fair is fair. And in this case, that was absolutely fair. He played a game. He won fair and square. He went home thinking he didn't win. But he absolutely won. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Man, it makes me wonder if I won something and I didn't know. And would they be able to find you? Would they care if you're not actually an American? From now on, every time I go there, I'm wearing a name tag with a phone number on it. I don't give a shit. I'm in my, my Instagram handle, all of it. Here's how you find me, okay? In 2020, a woman named Teresa Rose celebrated her husband's birthday by giving the most beautiful gift of all. She set up a threesome with another woman. I'm kidding, by the way. <laughs> I was waiting for something like that. It actually happened. It's a beautiful expression of love. <laughs> Nothing says love like, like bringing another woman into the bedroom. Okay. It kind of backfired, though, for the husband. A few weeks later, she left him and filed for divorce completely out of nowhere. She tells the New York Post, Experiencing that intimate interaction with a woman for the first time, the physical and emotional depth was so intense. I was like, oh my God, this is what I've been missing. 36-year-old Rose says she is among a growing number of women, leaving a male partner for another woman. Well, if she says it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that trend has been shifting back and forth a couple of times. We don't know if that's t- a real stat, okay? So just take that with a grain of salt. There's a generally a, a, a lot of people that feel that if they're doing it, everybody should. Yes. And I don't know if she's like harassing her friends on Facebook. You should leave your husband and fuck some other women. I don't know if she's doing that. So, so she didn't leave the guy for the girl that was with them on the threesome, but just generally speaking, she realized that she loved the company of women more. Uh-huh. Wow. How does the guy, okay, how would you feel in that scenario? I don't mean to put you personally into it, but like from a guy's perspective, what would that be like? I mean, your highest high probably was that moment. Like, and then, no, you know what? That was really good. Thanks, hubby, because I'm over you and I'm done with you. And I'd like to move on to women. Thanks to your request. Yeah. I'm so easygoing with the whole thing that I think if that happened, I'd be kind of like, huh, 
this is going to be a great segment on the podcast, but there's nothing really I can do about this. I mean, if you feel a deeper connection with a woman than with a man, nothing I can do to change that. Whatever makes you happy, by all means, go ahead and do it. I mean, you could stay here and be unfulfilled or you could go on and be as happy as you want to be. And I think that should always be our goal is for our partner to be as happy as they want. You can't change who you are. And if she, well, this is what I don't understand. Is she gay? Is she bisexual? Or is she experimenting? Is she questioning? I don't know. Right. She didn't really seem to clarify it there. But I think you have to be supportive in that. Yeah. As as weird as it sounds like, no, we're, we're married, blah, blah, blah. You're not leaving me for this. You kind of have to let them go in that case. And I think in this case, if we can go deeper on it, there's obviously something going on in that relationship between the man and the woman anyway in their marriage. And that it probably would have ended regardless of them going as far as the threesome. And some people do and they still manage to stay in what they figure is a healthy relationship. Fine. And it works for some people. But in this particular case, I think that she was considering leaving him before this. I'm sure this was just one of those signs that made her very more, much more aware of it than she was previously. Like, no, I definitely don't want to be with this guy. It's not like uh, I'm leaving you. I am going to be bisexual. I'm going to be with another guy and someone else. No, there's obviously something going on with her relationship with that particular man, too. You're probably right. I'd like to know more about this, but this is the problem with the mainstream media at the New York Post is they don't answer the questions <laughs> that people want answers to. We need to know. You know, like if I were the reporter, I'd ask what everybody's wondering. Well, how did the threesome work? Who did what? Where did everybody go? Oh, you really want to know all the details. I want to know all the shit. I'm <laughs> going to try and figure out what happened here. Me. Maybe the problem is is more on the, uh, she said she felt an emotional and physical connection that was deeper with the other woman. Right, right. Okay, the emotional connection, I don't know if he can do anything about that. The physical connection, yeah, maybe he should work on a few things. Maybe there's a, something that can be salvaged here. Maybe she gets a girlfriend and then they realize she still loves her husband too. Let's move everybody in together. And then you've got yourself a party all the time. You, 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 with it's your- one way to think of it. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if it ended up being a party all the time, but maybe he would like that. I don't know. But my the bottom line for me is with this story, I don't think she wants to be with him anyway. Probably not. Yeah. It, it Whether she moves way. on with a man or a woman or, or both in the future, I, I don't think it was meant to be with, with these two. At Trentum Monkey Forest in the United Kingdom, staff have enlisted the help of an expert as they try and capitalize on the end of this year's mating season. This sanctuary realizes the danger that certain species of monkeys are in. Uh, this particular one, I don't even know which breed it is. Uh, let's see here. They have 140 macaws. Is that a oh, monkey? Oh, a macaw. Yeah, yeah. That, I actually monkey? am familiar with what a macaw is. Yes. Thank you. I, I, I thought that was a bird, but maybe I'm saying it wrong. I don't know. It's an endangered species of monkey. There's fewer than 8,000 remaining. So if you have a sanctuary full of these monkeys, it makes perfect sense. You know what? Let's get a breeding program going, and then we can get a a reintroduction into the wild going, and and we can sort of repopulate the earth. I mean, this is a very noble cause and and something that we can all get behind, I think. and I love that there's places that do this. That's great. I do, too. I think that's the work that they do in those sanctuaries. Important. The research that goes into it. That's actually what my daughter does, so I, I know a little bit more about it than most, except she usually tries to get, like, hedgehogs to mate. Not monkeys. That would be a whole different animal. And I guess it was for them, too, because 
like I said, they had to bring in an expert to try and capitalize on this last-minute push before the end of the mating season. I don't know what you do when you're in charge of making monkeys mate and they won't mate. Come on. Just fuck her. <laughs> Come on. You know what? You know you don't even want her. Just fuck her. <laughs> hey, see her? She looks good today. Hey, see him? Yeah, he looks real good, right? Yeah, look at him laying over there on that rock playing with his dick over there. Why don't you go <laughs> climb on top of that? Yeah, that one eating shit over there? His own shit? Yeah, that one. That's exactly how it goes. <laughs> So the expert they brought in is an R&B singer from the UK. They brought him in to perform some Marvin Gaye songs to see if music <laughs> would change the mood. I've been really trying, baby. Really? Yeah. Trying to hold back What's wrong with that? Well, Maybe the monkeys look, do want a little I, bit of music uh, to turn the mood up a little bit. If I had a playlist... Sexy songs playlist. First off, do you have a sexy songs playlist? Uh, it's not, no, not categorized that way. I would have one in my mind, but I don't have them formally. Shh, shut up for a second. Let's get oh, See, that, that makes sense. What? Kind of like boomery. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not a boomer. I know, but like, that's what I, I'm just trying to say this as kindly as possible is that. That's not how old are these monkeys? What do you okay? want? Some like fucking Olivia Rodrigo or something? No, a little bit older than that. Like, give me some, uh, give me some Usher. You know, give me some Genuine Pony. Even that's great. Give me some Extina Dirty. That's great. Really? Yes. Uh, a Marvin Gaye is cl- a classic. Don't get me wrong, but that does nothing for me because it was out many, many. Years before I was, but you can't appreciate the beauty of, of a song called if, "Let's Get It On." If I have to, sh- if if to know that I maybe share that song with my parents, that's not a good thing. You want to think of Scott? Oh, your parents have definitely boned to that <laughs> Shut song. Up. They have. You it's, are it's, such a fucking prick. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I, give me something different. Give me something else. I'm not saying the monkey. Maybe did it work for the monkeys, or did they say? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See. Right. Yeah, yeah. Slap that monkey ass. Does the beat work for you? Yeah, that's Is this great. The, the pace that you would prefer? It's, a, it's, a, it's the whole thing. It's the vibe. It's the whole thing. Hey. I'm just a bachelor. I'm looking for a partner. Yes. That's better. That's so much better. So you mean to say that the monkeys probably would bone to music, and, and that could... Help them get it on. So much to give. Oh. But you're suggesting they no. want something a little more modern? Yeah. That would work better for me. How do we know what the monkeys... You don't know what the monkeys prefer until you try it. So I suggest they go back. You know what? Go ahead and add your Marvin Gate, but, but shuffle. Can we just hit shuffle? Because what works for one might not work for another. And get some other, other stuff in there that might work. Well, we can agree it's got to be R&B, right? We're not going to play like a fucking Tiesto record or something like that. You don't want monkeys doing it at 128 beats a minute. Somebody's going to get hurt. (laughs) He took his monkey's dick off. (laughs) This, I think everybody in the world can agree on this. I'll fast forward. Here we go. Oh, yeah. One of the best songs ever if you want to have sex right now. Put this song on and people are going to start taking their clothes off. Put it on at the office right now. It dawns on me, though. I mean, 
Yeah, this would be more my go-to stuff. But what if they're into like a sweet cherry pie? Sweet cherry pie. Like maybe they just, you know, maybe they need to go a little harder. Like 80s rock? I don't know. But that's what I'm saying is if you put it on shuffle, you know, don't. That's really nice. They hired someone to come sing. But a little variety is good. I don't know that the monkeys are going to want to hear fucking hot for teacher and see <laughs> you don't see know. another monkey in a kilt or something uh, like that. I don't, don't think it's going to work like that. I don't think it goes down like that, don't so to speak. Know. You don't know. Everybody's got a taste is all I'm saying. I'm going to suggest that probably Warren is not uh, monkey music. I, I, I just don't think that it's the loving stuff. Here, you know what? Let's get to the good part right here. This is for anybody driving home alone right now. Now go home and fuck. (laughs) Don't even take your clothes off. Just go right upstairs and let's go. Wake up whoever it is you're with. If you're with someone and if you're not, that's fine. You you'd have a good night in with you, yourself. You find yourself a pie or a watermelon or something. You either look at yourself in the mirror or your partner and say, you, me, we're fucking. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do to you? You mean me? Yeah, yeah, me, you. You know what I'm going to do to you? <laughs> you look good. You look great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, fuck. <All> right. <laughs> My hands are going to be all over your body in one, <laughs> one second. <laughs> Tell me if I'm going too fast. I'll slow down. <laughs> Don't you worry. I got you. I know what you like. <laughs> All right, we'll just leave it at that. All right. Uh, Have a great day, guys. We'll be back tomorrow for the Hump Day edition of After (laughs) Nine. This certainly felt like it, though, didn't it? Big mergers on the way between Spirit and Frontier Airlines. They've agreed to come together, and if the deal goes through, they would be the fifth largest airline in the country and also the worst. (laughs) Frontier and Spirit believe that by combining their assets, they will have almost enough seatbelts for all their passengers. (laughs) The Olympics are underway, and the words on everyone's lips are, oh, they are? (laughs) Friday was the opening ceremony in Beijing. Did you watch the opening ceremony? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. (laughs) This country's not a happy place right now. There are uprisings happening all around us. Even a group of fourth graders has had enough. What do we want? Chocolate When do we want it? Students say that delicious drink needs to come back to class. Officials say they hear the students loud and clearly. (laughs) All right. That's a peaceful protest for chocolate milk. This is where Gandhi and Sonny the Cocoa for Cuckoo Pups bird intersect right there. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.